0: So I think um, this episode is going to be much different from a lot of what we've done so far because it just deals with grief. And grief is definitely a subject that most people aren't ready to discuss. So I definitely look forward to uh, what we're going to uncover on this next episode of Dang Love. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's do it. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Ordained Love Podcast guys. We are so excited that you guys are here with us again for another episode. We are going strong. This is our third week, so we want to just tell everyone who's been listening in and tuning in and following um, along in the journey with us, we just want to say thank you, guys. Um, Definitely, um, I've had some people say, well, I want to Say things and I want to say something and I got something that I want to add And so, you know, if you have questions for us If you have feedback on any of the subjects that we've done so far Whether it's talking about sex or um, You know, just putting your input on what ordained love means to you and what that looks like for you in your life um, And in your relationships Definitely hit us up guys. We just opened up a um brand new page on facebook we are building up the ordained love community so definitely hop over onto facebook and search us at ordained love join the community join the group and let's keep the conversation going um so what's going on with you nate i want to welcome you on to the podcast
1: oh i'm oh, i'm getting wel- welcomed in now like 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 a red carpet don't yeah. do
0: me OK, um, don't do me. Do your taxes. Hey. Don't do me. OK, <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel like a guest. I feel like a guest on the podcast. today. You're like a
0: guest in your own home. Yeah. As long as you keep paying the bills.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, you, you mentioned uh, the different ways that they could link up with us. We know that we've been pretty good on Spotify because you mentioned uh, the episode. Let's talk about sex. And some people probably like, I don't know what you're talking about because you know they apple people so first of all don't come <laughs> for apple
0: people i'm not
1: coming for apple people okay. i'm just saying they may not have been exposed to all of our episodes because we solely oh have yeah been on spotify. i see you saying yeah right. so
0: guys yeah absolutely if, if you want to check us out we are streaming definitely on spotify and now we have i think episodes one and four and five are on apple music we're gonna make sure to get that whole let's talk about sex series uploaded to apple music so you i'm sorry apple Mm podcast so you guys can check that episode out and then we'll be sure as we get the podcast distributed to other streaming platforms we'll be sure to let you guys know where you can check us out first and foremost definitely spotify Apple Podcasts, and those episodes are going to be coming on YouTube as well as the Ordained Love um, uh, uh, social channels on Facebook, Instagram, all of those wonderful places where you guys hang out while you're scrolling at your desk.
1: Yeah, so we're excited about about that. We've been getting a lot of awesome feedback. And so, you know, just to be, be able to launch out and and spread out and and give everybody access. I think it's just going to be that much more exciting. So Absolutely. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Um so yeah, so today we're going to talk about a very sensitive topic.
0: I, I think it sensitive. is sensitive. It's definitely a sensitive topic and you know, um th- this topic is not, you know, as provocative as let's talk about sex. It's not as gleeful as just us welcoming you guys in, but we are a community guys and we are a community where nothing that we experience within the context of our relationships, whether they be marital relationships or friendship relationships, um, nothing really on this podcast is off limits. And if you guys have a topic in mind that you want to hear about, like I said, reach out to us on, on Facebook, on IG. At ordained love and let us know. But today we are going to be ta- tackling a somewhat difficult topic. And um, we're going to be talking about grief today. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, no matter who you are, right, or where you are in your life, I think. Uh, right now where we are just in history right just in time you know post covid so many people you know especially um in marriage relationships have had to deal with the loss of someone that they love prematurely right mm-hmm. now that we're we're post covid um we've had to deal with things that we never thought as you know people in our 20s and 30s and 40s are you know, even fifties about um, losing the people that we love around us due to a silent killer that had no, you know, that had no face. It it didn't warn you that it was coming. And, um, and so we're going to go ahead and tackle that. It's, it's definitely a, um it's not a subject that you know we're doing you know nobody wants to really deal with or tackle people.
1: except you you've always been like i remember when we first not even when we got married even when can we, we were not dating. pay me
0: as wednesday adams <laughs> i mean well dang
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> you so, like
0: except, nobody wants to talk about right, that except for you yvonne no, you like talking well, about that
1: well let me let me give the people a little context so yvonne has always been the one and it's been cool you know she's she's always the one adding to the conversations when we have conversations. Um so she's she's always been a great conversationalist. So um but she would do these scenarios. And we would do these <laughs> we would do these scenarios where she oh what would it how about if this happened and and what if if that happened and and sometimes it'll be stuff like, you know, where would we like to go to travel and that kind of thing. But then she'll go to the dark extreme like how about if i don't know what
0: would you do if i ever cheated on you and they'd be like well what or or
1: or even (laughs) how about how about if i was an accident and i couldn't use my legs anymore and would you would you still still try to make (laughs) it clap (laughs) wow i was gonna say like take care of me oh yeah
0: taking care of me is good oh
1: my god
0: your yes. face i can't wait till we get these cameras in here bro your face is <laughs> hilarious i know we're supposed to be talking about grief y'all and grief is not laughing matter like it's not usually something that people laugh about but but
1: and not only that there's it's not something that people talk about mm-hmm. you know that's not like mm-hmm. you in a date and you're getting to know somebody the last thing you want to talk about is
0: so tell me how you handle grief
1: right <laughs> you but know? you know
0: what and, 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 and it is something to wear you really don't know mm-hmm. how you're gonna handle grief until you're in a situation yeah. where you handle grief. Because nobody, at the end of the day, nobody wants to think about losing somebody that they love. Right. But, 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 but as we look at this today, I I realize that grief doesn't just happen when you lose someone that you love. You could you could grieve over a career that you've lost mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you can grieve over a a relationship a friendship that has died right like I I have a, 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 a someone that I really know very well and they had a friend all their lives their children grew up together they were friends since before their children were, were born and after like 40 something odd years of friendship, one of them woke up one day and said, oh my gosh, she's been using me for 40 something odd years. Mm. I'm tired of being used. Well, now you're in a situation where you're grieving someone who's still on this planet, right. who, who 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 you have the opportunity to still reconcile with, but you realize that the relationship is no longer beneficial right. or that it's hurting you more than it's it's benefiting your life. And so you have to, cut that off right. and so i think that when you talk about um dealing with grief within your relationships i think that's way more than just losing of course um someone to an untimely death or a grandparent you know a timely death if you will um i think it's way more than that
1: yeah yeah i, I can even think about times where you know you were dealing like when you you couldn't find your dad for a while, so um, just just a little bit, uh, Yvonne. Um, why don't you share a little bit? Tell Yvonne. my own story. Yeah, I don't mind story. if I do. Don't <laughs> mind if I do. So,
0: um, I, it is what it is. Um, I, you know, I'm a I'm a native of Philadelphia, right? And I'll start there. And in, in Philadelphia, as as many inner cities, we know um, Philadelphia uh, was one of the inner cities that, when the crack epidemic came into the those cities into the inner cities and the neighborhoods there. Um, a lot of our mothers and fathers and and uncles and brothers were affected severely by um, crack cocaine. and unfortunately, um, my biological father, Uh, Is one of those people that um, since the 90s um, really got um, swept up within the crack epidemic and to my knowledge has not been able to um, completely get sober even to this day. And so as a, a kid growing up in Philadelphia, I know my dad, I know who he is. I spent weekends and and sometimes uh, weeks within the summer with my dad. Um, my sister and I, to my knowledge, we're the only two kids that he has. And, um, you know, grew up. My dad was a pretty. I didn't know he wasn't at it because he was just like my dad was the kind of dad where he was more like a friend or a big. Or a big brother, totally irresponsible, staying out all night, sleeping until noon. You know, my grandmother pretty much looked out for me and my sister. Um, but that was my experience with him as a child, um, being more like he was a, a big brother type of dad. And then um, I moved to Georgia uh, with my mother um, in the early 90s. Um, stayed in contact with my dad through the early nineties, but right around my high school years, about 96. Okay. Don't judge me. Okay. We was West side till we died. Wow. <laughs> the nineties were awesome times. Um, but, but, but right around 96, mm-hmm. um, after my dad signed over his parental rights to my foster parents, I pretty much lost contact with my dad and I and I was not able to locate him from about 1996 to about mm, maybe 20. We were already married, maybe 2014, well, that's what, so, 2014, 2015. So
1: prior to that, you, you never talked to him?
0: No, no. It was about a good seven year, seven, eight year gap that i i i oh, had I lost his that, contact no. with him and i had no idea where he so was, this was
1: this, that's a long time that's i a didn't long know time.
0: That. yeah yeah i didn't know if he was living i didn't know if he was dead but that's where faith comes in that's where my faith comes into play because i remember being at a service one evening and the minister was 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 preaching their sermon from the passage of scripture where the children of Israel, God told them to collect stones to memorialize the miracle in the moment that he had done for them. And so this minister, she passed out these little stones and I still have that stone to this day. I still have it. And um, she challenged us to take the stone as a memorial Um, Of of what we were asking God for. Mm -hmm. And so my ask, my prayer to God was, God, I need you to find my dad. Mm -hmm. I need to know if he's living or dead or I just need to find my dad. And um I prayed that prayer and I held on to that stone. I put it up on my mantle so that every time I looked at that stone, mm-hmm. I I would remember that God owed me. You know what I'm right, saying? That right. God owed me an answer to the prayer, whatever the answer was. Right. Living, dead. I just needed to know what happened to my dad. Right. And so um, long story short, maybe
1: Well, I was gonna say, um, now, you know, now I'm introduced into the picture. You know, we, right. we we live. We're married. We're married. We yeah. live in life. You know. Now I prayed
0: and, that prayer before you and I got married.
1: Right, right, yeah. right. So years before we right. got married. And so, and so, I I have nothing. I don't know, obviously, because I'm finding stuff out now.
0: Because I be keeping
1: secrets, <laughs> you know. So her life is way too convoluted for me to. keep I, up. yeah, hey,
0: we got to spend the rest of our lives together, bro. I got to keep something to be like, you know what? Guess what? Remember? Let me tell you about what happened to me in nineteen. Got to keep you interested, some kind
1: of way. And so, you know, me, um, just I won't say naive. But you know, all all I'm looking for the future is roses. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I assumed you know death will occur, and that and this and that we'll deal with some stuff. But you know, it's so early in our relationship. All I'm looking forward to is you know the exciting time that we get to mm-hmm. spend together. Right? Of
0: course, he looking to it. <laughs> eyebrow raised exciting time that's all this dude don't know he got a wife that done came in this relationship with hurts problems pains grievances
1: so one day i think i was coming from work and then um you know i'm thinking everything is good and you came to me and you just was just buried your your face in my chest and started crying yeah, I be
0: doing that from time to time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a G, right? I be boy. I be I be strong in that <laughs> thing. But then it would be days. Nato just walk in the house and he'll look at me, and be like, "What's wrong?" I be like, "Bro."
1: So well, you can see how I was thrown off by it because <laughs> all, I, all I hear is you know the lion, the little lioness roaring all the time. All of a sudden, she's doing this whimper. I'm like, "What the heck wrong with the lion today?" Like I'm I've never experienced <laughs> well, this.
0: Well, who is this house cat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where did this house cat come from
1: and and you know i did not know any better um you know new husband you know naive in a lot of ways but i just knew that words you know because you know most men their thing is what do i need to do to fix this like i don't want you crying tell me what happened so i can you know Mm. and i just knew that you know it it wasn't a time to ask questions it was just a time to to just hold you and, you know, give you the time, give you the space, just cover you, you know? And then <clears throat> when that time passed and you, you know, you were able to then communicate and then you started to share mm. that. And the reason why I really shared this, because it almost mm. became like a, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, like a, not a milestone, but something that I always will remember. Nate, you, you don't, always have to try to fix anything Mm -hmm. just be there right you know and i was i've been able to apply that lesson in other areas of our lives and Mm -hmm. and you know i have to say that whenever one of the partners is grieving for something like you said it doesn't have to be a death like that situation wasn't a death right and but i had lost right i lost
0: something that was a part of me right and you know long story short thank god Mm -hmm. that just it was sheer divine providence, right? Um, a relative of mine that lives in Philadelphia mm-hmm. happened to be walking down the street and saw my dad mm-hmm. and was like, your daughter's looking for you. They got- So his... you
1: already contacted this person. I did beforehand. not
0: contact the person I had was I was speaking with my mom uh-huh. a couple of weeks prior To the person coming in contact with my dad. Mm -hmm. And I was having the same conversation that I had had with you. Mm -hmm. I was having that conversation with my mom about how I just didn't feel, you know, closure as far as not knowing where my dad had went. Mm -hmm. And so um, I guess my mom had shared that with another family member who lives in Philadelphia. And it wasn't even that family member who found him or who happened to walk past him on the street one day, it was that person's sister. Mm. So I tell my mom, my mom tells her friend that lives in Philadelphia, and the friend's Mm -hmm. sister happened to be walking down the street one day, see my dad and say, your daughter's been looking for you. And that's how I was able to connect with my dad.
1: The lesson that I got out of that was Philly girls talk that's what I got
0: wow that's <laughs> what you took from that whole emotional anointed God or ordained and inspired experience that's what you got out of <laughs> like Philly girls fight too you know <laughs> we fight too we do that well and we fight dirty okay so don't do me do your taxes I can't stand you <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but when you're talking about grieving and you're and you're you're looking at your response to uh that moment where, the the grief of just like not knowing anything about my dad and and losing essentially a part of myself. Mm-hmm. Now he ain't in my life that like that no way, but mm-hmm. at least I know he's alive. Right. At least I know I'll get a call from him right. every few months right. that I can know he's breathing and he's still in the earth. Right. Um but but your response to that I think was very, very important because when when your when your partner has lost a job that they've been on for 40 years. And then the boss be like, well, we don't need you no more. Here's a they don't even give you gold watches anymore. They just give you a plaque. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What I'm gonna do with this plaque? They don't even give me a good severance, you know? Um, or they've lost a loved one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think one of the most arrogant things you could do in that moment is try to fix the situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because number one, you ain't they God. You know what I'm saying? You're their partner. You're not their God. And so while I can make you feel better, you know, I I the the grief hits you in a place that is so deep. Mm. It's it's deep calling unto deep. It's spirit calling unto spirit. Spirit, So I can't sex you back to health. I can't feed you back to health. I can't, um, encourage you back to health. All I can do as your partner is like, like what you said, be there for you. Um, comfort you, encourage you. And most importantly, pray for mm-hmm. you because, because, um, uh, the place where you hurt is so deep, I can't reach that place. Right. And and, and, and I think it, it, it's arrogance and selfishness that causes a person to even try to go there, to try to bring you out of your grief instead of saying, Jesus, I trust you with well, my Well, I mean, partner.
1: that's not all the way fair, right? Because you're almost wired to want to love on that person and to...
0: No, 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 no. I think there's a difference. But you ever been in a place where you're grieving something. They don't even have to be a loved lost one. You lost your keys. You know, I'm just something light, you mm-hmm. know, something simple. You had a bad day, you know what I'm saying? You lost a contract or an opportunity that you were looking forward to. And it seems like when we're in those places of grief, people want to hurry up and rush us out. You'll be all right, mm-hmm. being especially, I love y'all. Don't come for me, church folks. The Lord is, come on, the Lord is give you joy. And uh, yeah, Jesus gave me joy, but I'm still human, (laughs) right? Like I still just lost something that was important to me. Don't try to rush me out of my grief because you feel uncomfortable that I'm in grief. I think that's the part of selfishness I'm talking about. I'm not talking about someone genuinely supporting their partner. I'm just
1: saying that, yeah, like a person, because you're always wired for that, because you're always like, like, that's my person, you know? And whenever you're not, what's wrong? Like, blah, 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 you know? But I do, I get your point. Like, don't try to rush me because you feel like I'm sucking your joy out the room. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: Or because you're uncomfortable with my pain. Right. And you don't know how to handle right. it. Right. And I think one of the most humble things we can do, whether it's your spouse or your sister friend or your bro, How what you call them, bro men? Uh brother yeah that part um (laughs) no matter who it is when 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 you're finding that they're in a place where they have lost something Mm -hmm. the best thing you can do if you are unequipped to sit in it with them bro just say that Mm -hmm. bro i i this is above my pay grade but you know i love you and i'm praying for you and then actually pray, right? Right. <laughs> right. You know, like actually pray. You don't have to pray with them right, right then in that moment. Cause I know um, some people during grief, they be like, I ain't trying to hear nothing about Jesus right now. Where was Jesus when my family member died? Like where was Jesus when the man came and fired me in front of everybody? Where he, you know, so not everybody wants that prayer right then and there right away. But if you are not if you're a person who who becomes uncomfortable in the midst of other people's pain and you can't handle it, and, and and just sit in that seat with them, like bro, be honest, like bro, this this ain't my pay. This this is above my head. It's above me now,
1: you know. So well, can can you can can you get out of like it's above me? Like I'm talking about your significant other, your ordained love. Do you have room to be like, it's above my pay grade? Uh, yeah, I'll pray for you. And then, like, I think there's a responsibility that you have as that like i'm am I'm, I'm we going we going to ride this together you oh, know what i'm saying like
0: if, if you talking about spouses. oh yeah that's what i'm yeah saying, that's man. a whole different okay, ball game shouldn't okay. cuz I, I thought i, I would have been like oh
1: Yvonne, i know you are hurting right now but look May
0: trying to make sure i don't say the n word on <laughs> i <I'll> be like <laughs> i don't say the n word guys i'm just <laughs> i'm say, just kidding. i don't say the N-word
1: and less wood no i'm just wow. i didn't say it i'm just kidding. i need to like put a beep on
0: that no when you're talking about spouse no i don't think right, there's room right. for a spouse because we in this together right, you know what i'm right, saying right. um if you're a spouse and well why don't why why don't you because obviously you're totally equipped but what would you say um i was being facetious um not really. You kind of are, but I don't know. Anyway, um, what would you say
1: if y'all would see my eyes right now? Cause I don't know what she's talking about. My eyes wide open.
0: Whatever. Man. Cause
1: I have no idea what she's trying to say. I'm
0: I'm saying, what would would you <laughs> say What would um you say to a spouse that feels like they're unequipped? Because honestly, you know. It, it, being your spouse doesn't make me equipped to deal with you and sit in your grief. I could still be a person who feels like, man, you know, I can't make him happy. You know, he's he's mopey, he's he's not in tune, he's not engaged, he's not present, and I don't know how to get him out of that cave. You know, what would you say to that spouse?
1: Well, I think you are equipped because. You know what we have—that ordained love. That's what we have, right? And really, I think the love is really the the weapon or the, the the guidance for you know how you navigate that space, right? You keep on loving that person, and like you said, it is a very deep. It is very spiritual, you know. Um, so it is important to 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 really love that person and 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 while that person is going through their journey look you might get some blows even from that person because they're not all there you know mentally emotionally they're disassociated at times and and so you might get some blows being the person that's closest to them right and you're like what did i do you know Mm -hmm. and but even in that situation uh, love really is the one that kind of helps you through. But what does that really look like? What does that really, really look like? In the words of Yvonne, you're going to have to find out
0: on the next episode of the <laughs> Ordained love. love Podcast because we are out of time, guys. So on our next episode, we are going to look at those those questions. What are we looking for when our spouses are in grief? How do I know when my spouse is in a place of grief? We're going to be looking at that and we're going to be looking at things that you could do as that spouse, as that significant other, as that sister, girlfriend, you know, as that brother you know we're gonna be looking at things that you could do not only to recognize when someone you love is in is in a place of grief but how you can help them through that grief definitely tune in to the next episode of the ordained love podcast bye
1: the show. I lace the track, you lock the flow. So far from hanging on the block of dough Notorious, they got to know that. Life ain't always what it seemed to be.